0: Walk To our GSP Ace of the Day presented by Turn Tennis, it will come as a surprise to none of you listeners that when people ask me, Alex, are you in a relationship? I say, yeah, of course. I'm married to the game. The game I am referring to, of course, being professional tennis. It is on my mind at all times. And today in Indianapolis, it was a scorcher. We're talking 85, 90 degrees, feels like 95, 100. It's one of those humid summer days in the Midwest that build character, build the strongest tennis players in the world in my opinion nevertheless all I could think about when I was running outside today was man I'm lucky I'm not playing tennis because if I was I would be sweating like crazy and Then I was thinking, well, actually, it might be fun to play tennis because I've got the best grip in the business. The only grip that gets tackier when I sweat is performance in hot and humid conditions like the ones I faced in Indianapolis today unmatched. Of course, I'm talking about the grip made by our friends over at Turn of Tennis. If you would like to join the Turn of Tennis family today, you can contact them by emailing sales at uniquesports.com or calling 800-554-3707. You mentioned we sent you. You know the deal. They'll hook you up with discounted college pricing. They'll also hook you up with some free samples as well. Treat you like family. We are so grateful for the support we get from our friends at Turner. The least we can do, ask you to support them as well. Turner Tennis to contact them. You can email sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. With that in mind, Quick recap, quick plug before we get into our picks for Wednesday's Gentlemen's quarterfinal singles matches. We are now 16-13-4 overall for this 2021 Wimbledon, up 5.58 units. It was a 1-0-2 performance. One victory, two unconcluded bets on day number eight of this event. You look, our victory, Arena Sabalenka getting the job done, looking awfully good doing so. We thought her power tennis would be able to disrupt the rhythm of Jabour, not allow Jabour to get into that toolbox, get into her vast playbook, work in the drop shots, the slices. It's hard to play with variety when there's 100-mile-per-hour bombs coming at you from every which way. Sabalenka, her best performance probably at this slam so far in the furthest round she's played and at a slam in her career. She advances to her first semifinal, delivers us a victory. She was a minus 143 one money line, one unit to win point seven. That was the victory. Now, again, the two bets we still have in play. Tom earns a straight set victory, or excuse me, Barty straight set victory over Tom She was half one of a parlay. The other half, Matteo Berrettini, who at the time was minus 315 over FAA. We'll get into how those odds have shifted, how that impacts my plays here today minus 177 one unit to win point five eight. keep that bet in mind again that is going to influence some of our picks here on Wednesday we also have Barty to win the tournament at plus 210 1.00 so one unit sorry I'm in my own head here reading the math one unit to win 2.10 overall plus 210 for the event I mean She won in straight sets today. She's got Angelique Kerber next, and we talked about that matchup when we previewed uh, the semifinals on the Mini Break podcast today, so if you want to hear more about that, go listen to that show, but... You know, does Kerber have that overwhelming weapon to hurt Barty with? I don't know if she does. As locked in as she is physically, playing physical matches is what Ashley Barty does best. And again, I mentioned this yesterday, this was a bet on Barty to make the finals. If we get her to the finals, we then have a plus 210 bet on her. We can hedge our bet no matter what because she'll likely be the favorite, so take the underdog there. I'm feeling good about that one. It carries over into day number nine where, of course, we now have the Gentleman Singles quarterfinals. Four fantastic matches, a lot of parity between these opponents. You have six. First-time Wimbledon quarterfinalist plus Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, it all sets up for a fantastic day of tennis. With that in mind, here are my selections for day number nine at Wimbledon. Here are my picks for my GSP aces of the day. Let's start with the money lines, and I mentioned the fact I had a little plugging to do here at this start. I wrote an article. You can find it on our website, crackrackets.com. You can find it with our friends over at Out. Kick.com, where I listed out the case for Whoopi Hercats plus 195 over Roger Federer. Hercats today able to come back from a two sets to one deficit to knock off number two seed Daniil Medvedev, advanced to his first Grand Slam quarterfinal of his career. I'm not going to read the entire piece for you. I'm not going to read the entire intro, but I do have some sections from this piece that I want to share now. And again, To read the entire argument, you can go find it as well as a little bit of an argument for some other picks. I didn't have an exact layover. You'll see some picks in that article in this podcast here today. But part of the case comes down to the physical profile of Hubie Katz. At 24 years old, he's got the physical characteristics and broad, broad skill set that very much embody the future of the game in men's tennis. Standing at 6'6", six, six, he possesses the flexibility of a used car salesman, right? Any which direction, you name it, he'll do it. He's got the craftiness of a 5'10 point guard, the first step of a parent seeing their young child falling out of their high chair and that rubber right shoulder of a guy like David Wells or, you know, some of those people who are just blessed. A Jack Sock who can just, you know, connect with the ball at ease when the moment is right. Anything above the head, whether it's overhead, serves, it comes easy to Hercats. You look at his numbers. He's third amongst remaining players behind Djokovic and Berrettini with an 81% win percentage on first serve points. He's been broken just three times in this event. All of them were by Medvedev in the quarterfinals. According to Tennis Abstract stats leader, Herkats ranks seventeenth in hold percentage amongst top fifty players with an eighty three point two percent number. Now, while that number trails Federer, who ranks eighth at eighty six point five, Herkats leads Federer in both ace percentage twelfth versus eighteenth and first serve win percentage twentieth versus twenty third. And this demonstrated uh, the ability to hold serve at an elite level when playing his best tennis. Case in point, I know he lost six consecutive matches during the clay court season, his first grass court match, but he did win his first Masters 1000 title in Miami. And some of you may be thinking, well, you know, there was no Djokovic in that event, no Nadal in that event. You look at his run to that Miami title. Kudla, Shapovalov, Rejnic, Tsitsipas, Rublev, Sinner of the rest of the players that's the best of the rest he emerged as the best of the rest in that event we saw him routinely winning you know 70 to 75 percent of his first serve points fighting off break point chances throughout the course of that run and here at this Wimbledon his first serve has been an absolute weapon and Again, that first serve win percentage, 20th, uh, I think that's indicative of his consistency. I think that's indicative of the fact sometimes Herkats very much plays to the level of his opponent, and I'll get back to proving that in a moment, but that 12th percent in ace percentage, when his first serve is landing, when he's hitting it aggressively, it's absolutely a weapon, and at six foot six on this surface, it fits like a hand in a glove. You look at his numbers as a returner. They're going to need improvement moving forward if he wants to be consistent with his results. But he currently leads Federer in break percentage, 44th to 46th. Win percentage against first serves, 36th to 45th. Win percentage against first serve, uh, against second serves, excuse me, 40th to 46th. And percentage of return points won 41st to 48th amongst top 50 players. These numbers, as always, coming from our friends at Tennis Abstract, Both of these guys not afraid to get after the return, to be aggressive with it. And, of course, for Federer in particular, his return of serve stats demonstrate his recognition of the need for him to avoid playing those long physical rallies. They also indicate his faith in his ability to hold serve now. You know, again, I've mentioned these metrics all week long. Federer's break percentage in 2021 Currently at 16.5% It's the lowest number of his career It's only the second time in his career he's ever been Under a 20% mark The other time that happened, 2000 You know, additionally, some stats That are at their lowest point since 2000 are the lowest point of Federer's career His first serve win percentage, ace percentage Percentage of serving points, 1 Percentage of return points, 1 Percentage of total points, 1 as well Now, he's coming off of multiple Surgeries in the past few years, he's approached his 40th birthday so some statistical decline could always be expected from Federer as we enter the 2020s he's also played fewer than 25 matches in the past two years and he clearly makes a more concerted effort to conserve his energy throughout the course of his matches although of course you know again what is part of the decline it's clear that those anticipation and footwork remain as impressive as ever Federer seems to have finally lost that first step that made his lack of truly elite foot speed throughout the prime of his career nearly unnoticed or I should say nearly unnoticeable throughout the uh, prime of his career and that's where Hubie comes back into play hooby has got the weapons He's got the aggressiveness, the creativity The length, the physicality The serving prowess to give this version of Roger Federer All sorts of problems in tomorrow's match When Hooby's playing his best He possesses the ability to hit short angles Go flat down the line off of both wings Absorb and redirect pace Incorporate slice Deploy the drop shot And comfortably put away volleys at the net All within the span of the same point He looked excellent coming forward to the net in his win over Medvedev, and utilize serve-and-volley tactics whenever Medvedev returned from 12 feet behind the line or moved forward every time Medvedev left the rally ball short in the court. Yes, Herkatz's return numbers aren't great, but he possesses both the requisite length and finesse to put the majority of his returns in play. If he can find the Federer backhand with his return, which of course is easier said than done, he should be able to create some opportunities for himself to break serve. Also, should a set reach a tiebreaker, as I likely think it may, Hercats has the gumption, which occasionally drifts into hubris, to go down swinging. And against Roger Federer, that sort of aggressiveness is an absolute must. He's going to need all of his skills tomorrow, and he needs to do his best to keep Federer on his back foot. Of course, additionally, he must continue to experience the same success on serve that he has thus far in the event. If he's able to do so, a pathway to his first Grand Slam semifinal should certainly be there for Hubie Hurcots. Again, you look at the numbers for Hubie in his career: twenty-six and nineteen in his last fifty-two weeks. He won that first Masters event. What's so interesting for him? He against top fifty, top twenty, top ten competition. He's eleven and ten versus top fifty players. Six and four versus top twenty three and one versus top ten players in the last fifty two weeks now, of course, if you want to expand that number to his career, he's eight and ten against top ten opponents, but you still look at those numbers stretched out against top fifty opponents twenty eight and thirty eight against top twenty thirteen and ten, but against top ten eight and ten hoopy herkats is a guy who plays to the level of competition, and the better you are because of his broad skill set because of his uh broad physical skill set as well. He's just able to do a lot of things, and he's able to match your level. Now, what is plan A for Hoopy? When he's playing his best, what does it look like? We're starting to learn it's the first serve landing. It allows him to play serve and volley, which, of course, is magnified here on these grass courts. It allows him to incorporate the variety in an aggressive and attacking manner. and allows him to show off that broad skill set. Now, sometimes, depending on the surface, depending on the opponent, he doesn't know what plan A should be, and because he can do B, C, D, and E so well, he mixes all of them up and he doesn't just stick to the script, but against a Medvedev or against a Federer or against a top 10 opponent, when you have to stay locked in on executing one thing extraordinarily well, Hubi Herkatz has flashed the ability to do that. And again, you look at all of those metrics for Roger Federer. It's just a fact. Like, the eye test reveals it, the numbers reveal it, and I know we're here at Wimbledon, we're in the quarterfinals. His level has certainly improved as this tournament's progressed. The match he played against Nori, he played well. It wasn't vintage Roger Federer, but he held serve efficiently. He played well in that match. The win against Sineko, he did everything he had to do. He got broken up 5-4, immediately breaks back, holds for a 7-5 first set, cruises from there. Federer has looked good on serve, but has he played someone who's going to test him in the aggressive manner that Hubie is? Who's going to take his slices out of the air, hit the volley, force Federer to hit a lot of good shots on the run? And I'm not saying... Hubi hits such a big ball that Federer's not going to be able to do that, but giving the returning issues and the prowess of Hercats' serve of late, I know it's a Wimbledon for a quarterfinal, and Federer 13-4 and four in his career at quarterfinals, but you look at the profile of the players he lost to. Anderson, Sanga, Burdich, I'm throwing out Tin Henman, 2001, because that's such an early version of of Federer. But Songa, Burdich, Anderson, guys who hit a big serve, guys who hit a big ball from the baseline. In the case of Songa and Anderson, guys who move in behind it as well. The best version of Hubi. It's a little bit more defensive, and he does have a little bit more defensive skills than those guys. A little bit more fluid, it's crazy to say, than those guys. Even a Songa, he's probably in that range uh, but he can play that aggressive tennis when he plays his best, and he has thus far in Wimbledon. Again, the idea of Federer, this version of Federer making the semifinals, I just won't believe it until I see it. So I'm taking Hubie Hurkotz to win this match now, only plus 195 over roger federer uh, i should say only half a unit but it's plus 195 half a unit to win 0.98 that hedges the other bet i want to do the over under i have here or i should say one of the over unders we'll get to the other one momentarily but i also just want to take the over five uh four uh, th- three and a half final answer over three and a half sets over five and a half over three and a half hey great shot in this match because with all of that said I am like 99.99999% confident that Federer will not lose this match in straights. He's played 118 career matches at Wimbledon. He's lost just two of them in straight sets. Those matches... 2000 and 2002 respectfully now I've mentioned that 2000 season quite frequently here on this podcast again we're hedged by taking the hercots upset but he's only lost 13 times at Wimbledon he's never lost to a player ranked outside the top 10 despite the serving metrics declining from his prime he's still a top 10 hold uh server on tour and of course his break percentage is as much a reflection of that added aggression of his recognition that he can't play long points as any physical decline he may be experiencing I just think this is a match that's going to be a surf fest. I think they're going to keep pace with each other. I think Herkatz is going to have one set where he gets an early break with some you know, big returns that land or just some ridiculous get that aggression, that flexibility shown off. I think he makes Federer uncomfortable. I think he pulls through in this match. But I also think Federer's going to have a set where he Roger Federer's. Now, again, I think it's key Herkatz take number set number one to pull off the upset from a confidence standpoint. But if we hedge here by throwing one unit on Herkatz to go over three sets with Roger Federer at a minimum, minus 180, one unit to win point five six That hedges should Federer win. I just don't think is winning this match in straights. I think Hercats has played at too high a level, serves too well that this version of Federer will struggle with it for at least a set, So over three and a half sets in Hercats Federer, minus 181 unit to win .56. Let's lock that bad boy in. That's Ace of the Day number two. Ace of the Day numbers three and four. A couple of parlay options for all of you listeners. Let's start with the two men's matches we have, Berrettini and Chapovalov. And I know I've tried not to double up on action. We have the carryover Berrettini-Barty parlay from yesterday. Uh, but I just, I think Berrettini wins that match. You look at the numbers across the board for Matteo Berrettini entering this one uh, against uh, Felix ogier yassim and of course it was a very fun storyline for all of us to enjoy the fact uh, that Matteo Berrettini, his girlfriend, and... Wimbledon quarterfinal. Let me flip that. Wimbledon quarterfinalist also happens, Matteo Berrettini happens to be dating her. Alia Tamjanovic's cousin um, is dating, I believe, Felix Ogier-Aliassime, and these three are very close with one another, and you know, that's always a tough thing when you have to face your friend in a stage like this, but you look for Matteo Berrettini, he's made the leap. Him and Novak Djokovic, the only players to make multiple quarterfinals at Grand Slams this year. He, Djokovic, Zverev, Medvedev, the only players to make the fourth round at all three Grand Slams this year. He's a top eight guy in both overall ELO and 2021 ELO. You look at his statistics in the last 52, 38-11 and 11 overall. I already mentioned the success at Slams. You look for him. He won a title in Eastbourne, uh, excuse me, at Queens Club, beats Cam Norrie in three sets in the final there. Also knocks off Demon Hour, Dan Evans, Andy Murray. He's currently on a 10-match win streak entering, or excuse me, a 9-match win streak entering this Wimbledon quarterfinal. He's also made finals in the last 52 weeks in Madrid. At the ATP Cup, and then he wins the title on clay in Belgrade earlier this season. Uh, You look for him in his career now. You know, fifty and thirty-four now against top fifty players, fifteen and sixteen against top twenty players, seven and twelve against top ten. You look for him in the last fifty-two. You know, those numbers even exaggerated more. He's sixteen and eight against top fifty, four and five against top twenty, one and four against top ten. And the thing is, if you do have a big weapon like Felix. Ali Yassim does, you have the opportunity to get that ball into the Berrettini backhand. The backhand return has gotten better, and all the advanced metrics, hold percentage, break percentage, win percentage on first serves, everything's at career highs for Matteo Berrettini here in 2021. He is entering his prime at age 25, playing the best tennis of his career. Uh, But certainly that backhand can be exploited, and FAA, his opponent tomorrow, does have the sort of first serve, does have the sort of forehand to do so. So I do think this match will be close, but, you know, again, and this is our Patreon match of the day, so some of you listeners are going to hear a full deep dive breakdown on this. The case for Berrettini is everything that FAA does well, the big first serve, the heavy, powerful forehand, the willingness to move to the net, Berrettini does better. You know, FAA ranks fifth in tennis abstracts, grass court specific. ELO Berrettini fourth. FAA made an ATP final on grass in the lead up to this Wimbledon. Berrettini won an ATP title. FAA's made court, uh, fourth round at three of the four slams. Berrettini's made fourth round at all of the slams. And you know, again, FAA's going to have some success holding serve against Berrettini, but. Berrettini's 25-6 and six in his career in grass court matches to FAA's 18-5. Again, riding that uh, 9 or 10 match winning streak, he's he's just, he's just playing the best tennis of his career. is ready for second weeks at majors. Berrettini's ready to compete for titles. The surface fits his game style so well. That slice stays low. His forehand, the weight of it, his aggression so effective, his willingness to move forward, the heaviness of his first serve, his effectiveness. He's a top three server right now on the ATP 2 were Every, all signs point towards Berrettini, and then again, FAA just played a really physical and mentally draining five-set match in the fourth round. He's into the first quarterfinal of his career at the Slams, first of many, but still the first Berrettini's been at this round already this season multiple times before, never at Wimbledon. But Berrettini minus three hundred and sixty; those odds have only increased since we made him uh, since we parlayed him with Barty yesterday. I think this is what the you know the money pushers and the statisticians, the odds makers, are seeing as. Well. Well, we're going to parlay Berrettini with Denis Shapovalov, who's minus 275 over Hatchinov is a little bit too high. And you look at Tennis Abstract's forecast, they actually have Hatchinov as a 57.2% favorite tomorrow. That's too high as well. It's not quite fifty fifty though, because Shapovalov is just so clearly the more fresh of the two players, and you look for Shapovalov now, thirty-four and twenty-one in his last fifty two, has made quarterfinals in two of his last four grand slams. You know, he's twenty and thirty one against top twenty opponents now in his career, eight and eighteen against top ten opponents, fifteen and thirteen now in his career on grass courts. So and you look for him this year, loses to the Stuttgart champion Chilich, five and six in the quarterfinals of that event, loses to Nori 5-3, and three, after having to play a match earlier in the day, finish the Tiafo match in the semifinals of Queens Club. Now he's beaten Bautista Gutz in straights, Murray in straights, didn't have to play a second-round match, which is always, of course, critical when rest becomes a factor this late in the slam, versus a Karen Hatchinov, who's coming off of a 10-8 in the fifth set, physical five-set win, over Sebastian Corda, and you know, it was a physical four set match for Hatchinoff to kick off his tournament against Mackie McDonald. Even his three set win against Tiafo, those points got physical. That's what Karen Hatchinoff does, and certainly no one wears that 6 6 frame perhaps better in the game than him. And I do think he'll be fine in sets one, sets two. I do think he, you know, that serve and you know, the power of his serve and the heaviness of his forehand can absolutely give Shapovalov of troubles throughout the course of this match, but. Just physically, I think Shapovalov is going to be much fresher of the two players, and I think over the course of four or five sets, that freshness wins out. Now, you know, Hatchnov's been around a bit longer, but for both of them, it's their second career Grand Slam Slam quarterfinal, and Shapovalov came much more recently than Hatchnov did, so I think there's going to be pressure on both of them, and in that instance, I go with the guy who's the fresher, who's in the better form. I think the form's relatively equal. So the more fresh of the two is Shapoval, then at minus 275, parlayed with Matteo Berrettini, minus 136 odds, just tempting enough to throw a hair or two on that, a little shekels here, one unit to win .74, that's ace of the day number three, ace of the day number four, another parlay, it's a funky one, we're taking three out of four overs here in these quarterfinal matches, over three and a half sets and parlaying them together, and look, 11 of the last 16 quarterfinal matches on the men's side have gone over three sets. And, you know, none of the women's quarterfinals today uh, advanced beyond two sets. I think we're due. I think we're going to see some close matchups. Hatchinov, Shapovalov, Berrettini, FAA, Federer, Hercats. All of those players have things they do well enough that if they play a good set, if they play their best in a set, regardless of what the opponent is doing, they can win that set. And so, I mean, unless they're both playing their best, that's where things get interesting. But you you get the point I'm trying to make is that there's pathways to winning a set for all of these players in all three of these matches. Hachinov versus Shapovalov, Berrettini, FAA, Federer, and You parlay their three overs together, plus 330 odds. Let's do it. Only half a unit to win 1.65, but... It just feels like we're due for some tight competition. Again, the lack of sample size, the, uh, the physicality of these first four matches setting in, and then the stage and the grandeur of playing in a second week in a quarterfinal match at Wimbledon. I think we're going to see some tight ones. I think this, mat, this ends up hitting plus 330, half a unit, to win 1.65. And then the last one is the hedge. And I know this is, you know, again, hedging your bets. It's a chicken move. It means you're not confident in the decision made earlier, or you just want to minimize your losses. And in this case, that's exactly what I want to do, because we've got a lot of action on Berrettini. If he wins, you know, the Barty uh, Barty pick hits right away. And if that hits, we we get uh, 0.58 units added to our purse, I suppose, is the term for this Wimbledon. But Again, the serve, the forehand of FAA, when they're landing, they're elite. And the Berrettini backhand is vulnerable, particularly to pace. And you know these two have played before. There are no secrets between them. They've practiced together before as well. And again, when we've got locked in money, all Berrettini has to do is win. Let's lock in money the other way. All someone has to do is win this match, and we're in the positive. FAA plus two seventy five point two five units to win point six nine. Now, of course, if Berrettini loses, our two parlays today they go kaput. But I still am confident in the Berrettini pick. That's why we're only putting a quarter of a unit on this to win point six nine because it's just in case if FAA does pull off the upset you know clicks the serve the forehand he just thrives in the stage at least we recoup some of our money back so it's a slight hedge but a hedge nevertheless when there's this much on the line and this few matches to play with if you can guarantee yourself a little bit you might as well do it again a quarter of a unit to win point two six nine FAA point uh plus two seventy five money line Over Berrettini... Those are your aces of the day on Wednesday, July seventh. Again, it's Hercats plus one ninety five over Federer, 0.5 units to win, .98 over three and a half sets in Federer. Hercats minus one sixty five, one unit to win, 0.62 Shapovalov, Berrettini money lines parlayed minus one thirty six, one unit to win, 0.74 Shapovalov, hatchinov Berrettini, FAA, Federer, Hercats all over three and a half sets, plus three thirty, half a unit to win one point six five, and then a hedge FAA plus 75 money line over Berrettini, 0.25 units to win 0.69. Of course, to read more of my extended thoughts on the day, go check out our website, CrackRackets.com. You can read my breakdown with further depth on my thoughts on tomorrow's matches. But In particular, you can read them from a gambling perspective as well. Of course, if you've missed any of the action that's happened at Wimbledon, you can catch up on it all on the Great Shot podcast, uh, on the Mini Break podcast feed, excuse me. And you can find all that content on our website, CrackRackets.com. Either more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly? I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Flieger and Danny Westoff, for the f- of an ending job they do day in, day out. A shout out as well to our friends at Turna Tennis. Remember, contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800 554 3707 to become a member of the Turna family today. With that in mind, for Our wonderful super producers, Fligner and Westa, for our friend at Turner, and for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say? Hey, great shot, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone.